Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to Dark Yarnus, your weekly stitch and bitch where we spin you a tale most strange and unusual. I'm Krista, and I don't like who I am as a person when I work at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tracy, and I feel like I'm losing my goddamn mind. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm. there's two things that have just gone missing. What? <laughs> yeah. And one of them is a bag okay. that has craft things in it. Okay. And I like also make earrings. Uh, other than like crochet shit um because they're easy and low-key easy money (laughs) yeah fuck it yeah but um and they were really cute i got like these little bees and these little honeycombs and then i was gonna mismatch them that bag is gone what the fuck (laughs) i don't know where the fuck that bag went i've looked everywhere i've checked with everywhere i've gone i don't know what happened to it it's got to be tucked somewhere this my, my my house is kind of a hot mess right now but it's not that messy so I'm like, what the fuck happened here? The bag does as the bag wants. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. And now my favorite water bottle is gone. No. With all my stickers. And I'm left with my work, like, water bottle-ish <laughs> thing. It's not really a water okay, bottle. Okay, but I locate... It's it's one of those that you get at a doctor's office. Like, yeah, for anyone. Like, See, like one of the hospital things I had with like the straws. A, I had a mini one um, when I had the child. Um, and that was my favorite fucking cup. And I'm so mad that I don't know where it went to, but it's gone forever. <laughs> yeah. And like, these are like only for employees and shit. And because they're, they're you know, they are very doctor's, doctor's office And I like it. I fucking love that. It like, doesn't, it doesn't have my gay stickers on That's it. fair. You can put gay <laughs> stickers on I it. I can. I should. You should definitely. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I... I don't know where the fuck everything is going. I just... It, Into the void. Ah, give it back! Give it back! Voidlings, keep an eye out. Get <laughs> it back to me through the void portal if you find it. Por favor. <laughs> Por favor. S'il vous plaît. I don't know if, anything else in any other language. Did you just say, if you speak, do you speak? S'il vous plaît. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I am not French. I took seven years of Spanish. Um... I took one year of Spanish, almost failed it, and my teacher was just like, I know you're a better student than that. I I wouldn't, I would either suggest you start over with a different language or you just don't do Spanish too. I was like, (laughs) I'll do French and I'll start over. And she was like, good call. Good call. (laughs) At least she was honest with you. Oh, I, I miss that teacher. She was so great. Her name was Mrs. Minch. Mrs. Minch, if you ever, like, for some whatever fucking reason hear this, A, I'm sorry I'm a disappointment. <laughs> uh, B, you were my favorite high school teacher because you were, like, just raw, straight up, honest. You know, you told us the bullshit. You told us, like, one of the stories that, like, she told us, and she was just like, I'm not ashamed of it. It's who I was. And it's low-key who I still am, but then I had kids and got fat. And I was like, uh, okay. But she had piercings all the way down her back. And then she would lace ribbon between the piercings. I okay. And I was like, damn, Mrs. Mitch, you badass. Okay, so I love the look of that, but I am also simultaneously creeped out by the thought. (laughs) Me too. I was like, oh it makes my back have sensory feelings. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, I don't even have those things feeling in my back right now. What Mm -hmm. the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, that's respectable. Yeah. Keep it away from me. Yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing. But I that's not for me. Not for me. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> like, I think the only quote unquote out of place piercing I 
like would like uh-huh. is I not the cheek. It's like but the, a dermal up yeah, like by the like eye. Like not the eyebrow, but next to the eyebrow. Yeah. I like I like the little like the, 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 little dermals. <laughs> I I want to get uh my bridge piercing. Ooh. I cuz I love the look of it when they're healed and it's not swollen anymore cuz then it looks like you have a little alien antenna. <laughs> I love that. At least to me. I don't know if anyone else thinks that. But that's how I feel. I like it. I want to be a weird little alien thing. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> when I move, you move. Just like that. What? Oh, I'm just being dumb. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a quote or reference I do not understand. It's which a is song. Some... I want to say Luda Chris. When I move, you move. Just like that. Oh, yeah. I do know that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I lived a very sheltered life, so there are a lot of references of things that I just do not understand. That's my that's okay. Brother, a chunk of movies that I just have never seen. And I have friends that are like, how have you never seen this movie? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, um, my parents were a little strict. Mm-hmm. They did their best. They had four kids. So like, yeah. they did the best that they could. They had to yeah. wrangle yeah. four kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, there has to be some control. <laughs> Basically. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God. Huh. I uh I listened to a podcast today. It's called No Dogs in Space. It's a music history podcast. Oh, um, I was listening to the episode of Joy Division. Uh, I don't I don't know if you're familiar with that band at all. But Not at all. I I very much am because my dad loves New Order. Which um, after the lead singer from Joy Division died, they went on to form New Order. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, but. This is such a dumb thought, but I also know you'll appreciate it. Um, they had like a very rough start and they couldn't pick a band name. Their first show was terrible and like they had a really bad review of it, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept thinking, damn, if they can go on to become Joy Division and be successful, then Tracy and I's podcast can do anything, damn it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that was my thought while I was cooking breakfast for old people this morning. <laughs> That's my existence. Oh, well, I, I'm i really proud of myself today, too. Yeah. Not to, like, super change the subject, but my brain is all over the place today. Same. But uh, I am, you know, I'm, I'm a chonk. I, I've got some flub. I've got some Same. flub to love. But <clears throat> I don't normally wear crop tops or make anything for myself. And <laughs> today I made a crop top or rather finished a crop top I had started maybe two weeks ago. <laughs> felt in my soul. And uh, when I put it on, I was like, oh, this fits my boobies. You looked really cute in those pictures. I did. Yes. I was like, yes. hello, who's hello. this? Who's this bitch? Who's this bitch? <laughs> Where's she been? Where's she been? Uh, and now my brain is to the meme of the kid that drew a picture of the mom and the mom's trying not to laugh. She goes, where were you? Where were you with senior photos? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> TLDR, I'm proud. I thought it looked cute. You did Might look delete cute. later. No, don't delete later. You looked very cute, damn it. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I would like to say I tried, but I didn't. <laughs> That's the best. Because it's like, wow, I didn't even try and I still look cute. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm high key, like, 
um, you you and I talked about my feelings before. And I'm not going to talk about them now, but the yeah. fact that they exist, I'm like, cool. I'm sad and I don't want to talk about awful things. Oh, so my no. brain is like, quick, how can we delay the topic? But we can't do that. <laughs> this is literally our job to do this. Well, I can do our normal and <laughs> just so- say what I'm working on. Um, yeah, do that. <laughs> So uh, there's this pattern I've been wanting to do for a long time because it's been coming up in my Pinterest and my, I think it's also on Ravelry. Mm -hmm. It is also on Ravelry. Ravelry. Good God, Tracy, learn to talk. It's difficult. It's okay. (laughs) But uh, I I try to not, in terms of the Migurumi or the stuffed animals, I try not to make too many of the big ones. Yeah. Just because they don't sell very well. Yeah. Because if it's I, hard. People are like, I mm-hmm. don't want to pay that much. Well, and I get that. But also, that's what it's fucking worth. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you want it, save up for it. And if you can't afford it, no judgment. Yeah. It's okay. I can't afford most things I want either. And <laughs> Felt. And, My soul. And if you're still pissed off about it, learn how to crochet. I will happily teach you. Yeah. I will not gatekeep here. I will, you, you go get a crochet hook and some yarn. Fuck yeah, I'll teach you. Hell yeah. Um, But like, don't be a dick about it. But also, <laughs> just don't understand my worth, damn it. You bastard. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I try not to do too many big ones, but I can't help this one because it's so fucking cute. Uh-huh. And it's called Orbit the Dragon. Orbit. His name is Orbit. And uh, it's by Jesse Vannon. Okay. Um. Oh, she's got links on her thing thing. Uh, and her her website is projectarian.com. That's the word project, A-R-I-A-N.com. Okay. I got a little nervous for a second there. Oh. Aryan. Aryan. Like, Aryan. Like the Aryan race. What's like, that? Like Nazis. Oh my God. Yeah. I said, wait, wait, wait. Who are we about to promote? On this? I don't know. <laughs> um, here's hoping Orion? it's Orion? The- Project Orion? I don't, I don't know, know anymore. I'm scared. God oh no. It. I'm going to go to the website. Please. I need- oh, it's a private group. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, well, on. I don't. Projectarian. Okay. Projectarian. Are there there two T's? (laughs) No, I just read it wrong though. Projectarian. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Good news. They're not Nazis. (laughs) 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 The English language is hard. Oh my God. Anyway. Oh. Damn it. Uh, So now that they're not Nazis. Oh my God. That was. (laughs) I just. I got nervous for a second. We had to be Rightfully so. Because apparently I don't know my history well enough. Oh God. Yeah. I'm looking on their Insta and it's just nothing but crochet. I don't. I don't see any. Okay, cool. So I I think it's Projectarian. I think we're safe. I hope we're safe. Oh, she made a really cute, like, big millipede. Nice. That's cool God, that looks like it took forever. Probably. Also, if she hears this, sorry for being concerned. We just can't read. I can't. No. (laughs) There's no we about it. It's Tracy can't read. (laughs) Look, I bet if I tried to... I don't know what it is about, like, websites or just plain typing, but I can't fucking read when it's that. I'm like, 
this is supposed to be a play on words. And I know it's supposed to be a play on words after like the 10th time reading it, but the first nine times, now I'm like, what do you, what is this? I don't understand. <laughs> I promise it's all crochet. I'm looking through. <laughs> <laughs> all crochet. No, no, All Nazis. crochet. Projectarian. <laughs> okay. Bet. Love it. Love it. Go look at this di- uh, dinosaur. Go look at this dragon. I think she's also done dinosaurs. I think I just passed by one. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Triceratops. Oh, yeah. Oh. She makes good stuff. Very That's cute good. stuff. Yay. Oh, okay. and she does felting too. Oh, okay. I love felting. I stumbled across some videos on Facebook yesterday and I'm like, God damn, I want to felt again. I am trying to avoid. Ugh. I've been, I was like, mm. The ADHD is, I know. has been hitting me hard I know. lately. And I'm like, I want a new hobby. And the thing I've been watching consistently uh-huh. has have been stained glass stuff. Oh, I would love to do that. And as I was watching, I was like, I want to do that. And uh, I was at a market and my friend Dan was like, you know, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that's just collecting dust. Enabler? I have no, like need for it so whenever you get the space to do it let me know and i'll just give it to you and i was like oh oh god don't do that but also yes please is this danny beans (laughs) yeah danny beans design he does cool chain mail shit he does go check him out he just opened an etsy he makes these really cute uh 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 fidget fobs yeah oh those are my favorite um i chew on them whenever i get the zoomies (laughs) (laughs) I have no other way to describe it besides like I'm feral I need to do something just chewing on chain mail (laughs) I have bought two because I lost the first one oh no and I think I've lost the second one oh no Tracy but I'm pretty sure it's in my car somewhere that's good or it's whatever stole my fucking bag (gasps) in my water bottle give it back Voidlings keep an eye out (laughs) please for all my shit (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Are we ready to continue the horrible that the, was last? The horrible that was last. Okay. Okay. La la la. So when we last left off, there was a bunch of murders and assaults and shit. And this person's also a pedophile because, you know, hurting children and shit. Um, the very last thing we left off on was he had a dentist appointment. They found that out because they found his car, right? And they had oh, the, right, right, right. the card with the appointment on it. So they had put plainclothes officers in and then somebody decided this is too much money. So they pulled the officers and put in an alarm bell. And the day that they pulled those officers, this man comes in. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember. But the alarm bell malfunctioned. That's right. <laughs> yep. Uh... Filled with rage. I am filled with rage. Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm actually filled with depression but I'm just gonna keep telling myself it's rage. it's okay the days are getting longer and it's sunny outside and it's I'll gonna think everything I can't ever wait. okay so so far this season all of the 50 degree days have been on Wednesdays and I work every fucking Wednesday and so the, rainy yeah so the first time that it's like a nice day out that is my day off I'm just gonna lay in the grass and mm-hmm. look at the sun and be like yes <laughs> Okay, so quick drink of water before I go, 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 go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me while I choke. 
pardon. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, 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 so. Oh, God. All right. So, this brings us to July 20th, 1985. Judith Needing Arnold, daughter of Max and Layla Needing, always met her parents on Saturday mornings for coffee. On this day, she called them to tell them that she was running late, but they didn't answer. This was very unusual, and she knew immediately that something was wrong. She gets to the house and notices the pool gate was open, which they never leave the pool gate open. She notices the back door is open and goes inside. Judith walks down the hall to their bedroom and sees her dead parents. Uh, quote, my father's head had nearly been decapitated. My mother's face had been blown off. It was just oh a bloodbath. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I can't imagine walking in and finding anyone dead, but your Mm-mm. parents, like, God damn. I, <sighs> yeah. Um, her kids heard her screaming, so she had to sit them down and tell them right then and there before someone else did. Oh. Yeah. So, Max and Layla had both had their throats cut and were then shot with a twenty-two. It was determined that the bullet recovered from Layla was fired from the same gun that had killed Dale Okazaki in Silent Yu. Their bedroom had been trashed and many items of jewelry had been stolen. Layla was a sports fanatic. She loved the Dodgers and the Lakers. Max kept boxes of full-size candy bars to give to the grandkids. Um, Robin, their granddaughter, had told Layla to lock the door. Layla said, we're from the Midwest. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live where I have to lock my doors and be scared of who's coming to my house. That is a very Midwest thing, I I feel like. Because I remember growing up not locking our doors, keeping our windows open at night. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because we, like, I've always lived downtown or like, Mm -hmm. uh, so growing up, my childhood home, um, my mom and I lived just off Broadway, right? Ah. Yeah. And then, and then my dad, uh, we lived on Harrison Street, which is just off Paulding. Like, I could see Bishop Bluers from my bedroom window. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, like, we, we definitely were always very much lock the doors at least mm-hmm. at night, I think the front door was open during the day, but mm-hmm. you know, just just lock the doors. Just see, I we were. I, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I I grew up very country bumpkin. <laughs> no judgment. Like I literally lived on a farm for a year. Like oh, that's no judgment. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like we would even leave our cars unlocked. I'm all night. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. we just. We would leave our keys in the car and then go and... That's insane to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely bad about leaving the car unlocked, but I also always, like, check my car before I get into it. Oh, that's... Yeah. Smart. True crime podcasts have taught me so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Come on now, phone. My phone just locked. Even my phone locks. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Pristine timing. Yes. Okay. So this is another episode of I haven't looked at these notes in months. So (laughs) in big, bold letters, I have the words trigger warning. I don't know for what. I have a feeling it involves a child. So I would assume some sort of sexual assault. Yes. Some sort of sexual assault. Does that seem to be this guy's MO? Yeah. Okay. So moving forward, trigger warning. Something awful is about to happen. Okay. So, the exact same day, which was July 20th, 1985, uh, Somkid Kovanath was sleeping on her couch in the living room when she wakes up to the sound of the sliding glass door being opened. Oh. Yeah. 
a oh, man, that's terrifying. Okay, I if I ever I don't I hope I never live in a house with a sliding glass door. I just they're very easy to break into, unfortunately. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Um I know you can put things in like the track or whatever, so that way the door won't open. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's an option, I guess, but also I'll just be terrified. <laughs> I just hope yeah. I never have one. I'd rather okay. just have like a normal door that leads to my porch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, Sorry, um, Flemmy. You're okay. My allergies, bro. I woke up this morning and my throat was just like. <laughs> Mine too. Fucking. Mine too. Like it's like that time when you wake up at like 3 a.m. and yep. you go and take a drink of water and it's like suckling. <laughs> suckling. I it's don't like, know why suckling is such a funny word to me, but it is. It's like, it's like just. Water to. of the gods, and it just Please. tastes like everything. There's just a hint of sweetness there, and you're like, hum, hum, hum. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, a man enters with a gun and tells her to be quiet. The man goes into her bedroom and shoots her husband, uh, Chainarong Kovanath, who was only 32 years old, mm-hmm. in the head and kills him. He brings some kid back to the bedroom and threatens to kill her child if she resists. Oh, my God. And then he rapes her as well as her child. Um, There's a trigger warning. <laughs> yep. I, yeah. I, like I said, I feel like it involves a child, and oh, boy, does it. Oh, God, I hate this. Okay, so um, he steals valuables from them and leaves. Police later find another Avia shoe print on the front porch. They also determine that the gun used was a twenty-two. While some kid was traumatized, she did remember very clearly what her attacker looked like and was able to give a composite sketch. And this was the sketch that they went public with. Detective Carrillo asked Detective Salerno if it was wrong to want something else to happen so that they could get more clues. He didn't want anyone to die, but they needed more clues to get this solved. August 5th, 1985. Virginia Peterson wakes up to find a man in her bedroom. She asked who he was and told him to get out. He told her to be quiet and then asked, where is it? Then shot her in the face. Oh my God. Right? What? Uh, the bullet went through the left side of her nostril and lodged in the back of her neck, but it did not hit anything vital. Holy Hell shit. Hell yeah. Yep. Um, so she starts screaming and that wakes up her husband, Christopher Peterson, uh, who he sits up and the man shoots him in the right side of his head, but it somehow doesn't go through. Uh, Chris then chases the fucker out of the house before driving <laughs> himself and his wife to the hospital. Right? Like, <laughs> I just have to say, A, that is an amazing survival story. Right? B, Good God. How fucking terrified <laughs> would that asshole be? Like, I just shot both of these people and, and they're they, chasing me out of their home. And Fuck neither this. of them died. <laughs> yeah. So, this was a 25 auto, which was a different gun. Um, they discover the ammo is old as it had a red lining in it that wasn't typically used anymore. This is around the time that they realized the attacker was following the case in the news because they had released in the Doi murder that the husband was able to call and ended up saving his wife. After that, all of the phones were disconnected in some way at every crime scene. Also switching up the gun, etc. Um, and it just... it brings panic because everybody starts buying guns, guard dogs, they start taking self-defense classes, Mm -hmm. you know, because holy shit. (laughs) Um, August 8th, 1985, 
Sakina Abawath is awoken by the sound of her husband being shot in the head next oh to her. Oh my God. I do. Oh God. The trauma. Um, a man hits her in the head and then handcuffs her hands behind her back. He continues hitting her, then blindfolds and gags her. He turns the room upside down looking for money and jewelry, and he even takes the jewelry off of her, and then he assaults her. During this, he told her not to look at him. She said, I swear to God, I won't. And he says, don't swear to God, swear to Satan. But what the fuck? Well, if you remember that uh, the- Oh, the pentagrams, that's right. Yep, this this motherfucker. Okay. Um, Her- Three-year-old child ends up waking up and the man ties his hands and feet together. He then handcuffs Sakina to the doorknob and threatens to kill her children if she calls the police. Jesus Christ. Right. After he leaves, Sakina unties her son and tries calling out to her husband. She then tries to call for help, but no one hears her. So she convinces her child, her three-year-old child, to go over to the neighbor's house by telling him that the neighbor will give him candy and popsicles. Oh, my God. The neighbor brings the child back, discovers a scene, and calls the police. Oh, shit. Which I, that is... Intense. Terrifying to yeah. me. Like, I can't break free, so I need my small little child to go out next door neighbor. And hopefully this man still isn't out there. Like, hopefully mm-hmm. he's long gone. But I don't know that. He could just be chilling. Fucking, there could be some other danger that ready to grab my child in the night. You never oh know. Like, that is a terrifying thought. <coughs> okay. So, um, this is another scene where he just snacked. Like, there's a half-eaten honeydew melon on the table for some reason. He does that. It's fucking weird. Okay. Um. But, okay. Oh, that's okay. This is her husband. Elias Abawath was killed by a gunshot from a 25 automatic and that was held up to his right temple. Uh, this had the same outdated ammunition as the previous crime scene. So, Carrillo, the detective, goes to a substation and overhears some asshole talking about how this guy was really a weakling and wasn't that dangerous. First, he corrects this asshole because he has killed so many people already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they decide that, that they're going to make a tape with all of the info, copy it, and send it to all of the stations so that way they all have the same info, which thank fucking God. About time? Right. Like, like I get that it was the 80s and that like we didn't have instant communication like fair. we do now, but also, this I'm just, I'm just really glad to see that. Communication <laughs> like, is key, my guy. Yes, especially when he's bouncing around from place to place to place. August 18th, 1985, San Francisco. This is 500 miles away. Detective Carl Klotz and Frank Falzon are called out to a horrific crime scene. They find 66-year-old Peter Pan lying in a pool of his own blood in his own bed. He had been shot in the head with a 25 semi-automatic pistol. Oh, my God. Yep. His wife had been assaulted and also shot, uh, but still had a pulse when the police arrived, and she was then rushed to the hospital. After the murder... The killer had gone to the refrigerator, ate their food, and then threw it back up onto the floor. Jesus. He then masturbated onto the living room carpet. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. Uh, he then carved a pentagram into the wall as well as the words, Jack the Knife. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, it's- um, this case gets the attention of Carrillo and Salerno down in L.A., they suggest to Klotz and Falzen to do a ballistics check on the slugs they found. And once they examine it, they find a red ring around the primer, which is the same outdated ammo. 
Um, because of that information, they get on a plane that day. And you know who else is on the plane? Her name is Laurel fucking Arison, and she's a co-worker. Or she has a co-worker with her. But this is the same person that somehow found out about the the shoe print that's been consistent in all the crimes. And she, in exchange for like not telling people about the shoe print, she got an interview with them. I don't know if you remember that from the last episode. Yeah, that's yep. right. Fucking reporters, man. <laughs> like, I guess she has a job to do, but also I struggle with reporters because they have a very important job, but also police also have a very important job or detectives anyway have a very important job I struggle with police as well let's be honest I just struggle with humans I just struggle (laughs) with the system that we have built Uh, yeah that's you know that's that's another topic for another day okay so once they're in San Francisco uh, the reporters get to the scene and the co-worker starts chatting up a guy nearby who turns out to be a cop he ends up asking the cop what they told him and he says just like those cases in LA all that shit written all over the walls. But this is the first time that reporters are hearing anything about that. Because, you know, gotta keep that shit close to the chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Salerno and Carrillo brief San Francisco about the case. Uh, Falzon asks the officer... Oh, fuck. Falzon asks the office of Mayor Feinstein to issue a reward for information that would lead to capturing the killer. The mayor's office gets in touch with the chief's office. The chief explains to the mayor that there's now a link to the the Night Stalker. The mayor of San Francisco holds a press conference to brief citizens on the case. Apparently, the chief never told the mayor not to release certain information to the public. So she tells people all about the unique ammunition and all about the Uvia shoe with the scenes. He's gonna be listening. Because of this, they will never recover the Uvia. Like, they... Yeah, it's so infuriating. So this case has plenty of infuriating things. Um, so Carrillo and Salerno are reasonably pissed. Um, they end up getting in touch with Sherman Block, the LA County Sheriff. Block hosts his own press conference. Basically, ooh, ooh, how did I, wow? I wrote this. <laughs> okay, so. Block holds his own press conference, basically calling out Mayor Feinstein and how she jeopardized the entire fucking case and pointed out that they now had even less to go on than they did before. And you know what? That might be petty, but sometimes motherfucker needs called out. Like that was blatantly irresponsible. And how many people did she put in danger because of this? See, that's just it. I, 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 I can understand that she wasn't... It, you would think someone would have the foresight yeah. But at the same time, this was like the 80s. And I just, th- this was prime serial killer era because 70s and 80s. Yeah. Because fucking... technology wasn't there yet. Yeah. It's a lot of it is lack of communication or understanding, but it's just, just so frustrating to look back and see it. Yeah. It is. It is. It's, it's, it is. I feel like it's just one of those things where, like, God damn it, if we knew. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's just, yeah. that's just that we, we have to remind ourselves that they didn't know. So it's not necessarily their fault. Yeah. It's, yeah. But still it's, looking back on it, it's like lots God. of deep breaths. Damn it. Okay. So August 24th, 1985. A man who lives in the neighborhood sees a car driving around kind of suspiciously. He remembers a partial plate of the vehicle and a description of the car, which, you know, thank God for nosy neighbors. <laughs> um... He passes this information on to the right people and it gets reported on. Someone calls in about their friend's car that had been stolen recently 
and the plate on the stolen car matched the partial that the neighbor remembered. The car gets recovered and is able to get processed processed this time, which again, thank fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're able to pull a latent print off of the rearview mirror from where the person had adjusted it. So now they have a print. However, it is the 1980s and they don't have these things automated like we do today. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh God, oh. sorry. <laughs> okay. I do be like that sometimes. <laughs> so, so what happens is a suspect's print gets compared to a print found at the scene. The suspect would have all of their prints taken on one card and they would then compare said prints by examining them. Ooh. So they have a print. Now all they need is a suspect. August 27th, 1985. The tip line gets a call from a woman who explains that her father was, quote, sort of a street person. But the, okay. <laughs> I, okay, ma'am. Um, he said- What does it mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking What know. does it mean? Interesting reaction. But, but what, what does, does it mean? mean? Uh, so, uh, he was someone that hung around Skid Row uh, down by the bus depot, and he had made a friend named Rick. He believed that Rick might be the Night Stalker. They send a team out to the girl's father, and he tells them about Rick from El Paso. He said that Rick had told them about an Asian couple that he had killed in Monterey Park with a semi-automatic pistol. This was information that had not been made public, despite Mayor Feinstein's best efforts, is apparently what I put, because uh, I'm still mad at this bitch. <laughs> okay, so, uh, this man had gotten the pistol from Rick, taken it to Tijuana, and given it to someone. Detectives take the man to Tijuana and end up recovering the gun, as well as a big old boombox that had been stolen from the Bell and Lang murder, which was the elderly sisters. Um, they know for sure that it's theirs because their grandson had bought it for them, and the grandson still had the receipt for it, and they were able to match serial numbers to the one on the receipt. So they don't know Rick's last name, but they know that he's likely involved somehow. <laughs> God damn it. I <laughs> So... Police informant by the name of Earl Gregg, and in parentheses I put old, old, old Gregg. <laughs> you ever drink Bailey's out of a shoe? Do you love me? Could you learn, learn to, to love, love me? me? <laughs> you fuzzy little man, Peach. <laughs> okay, I'm old Gregg. <laughs> <laughs> I call this one as close to Bailey's as you can get without getting wet. Or some shit like that. It's been so long since I've watched it. I So that's from a show called The Mighty Boosh, which all of it is fantastic, but also I just love old Greg. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on. Good and minute. I love that he's now a judge in the Green Party <laughs> <Yeah. Mickey> show. <laughs> Fuzzy little man, Peach. Okay, so I'm going to reread that without the old Greg reference. <laughs> uh, police informant by the name of Earl Greg turns in a bracelet that he thinks is somehow related to the Night Stalker case. He had gotten this bracelet from his wife's mother. When police talked to her, she says she got the bracelet from her boyfriend named Armando Rodriguez. Rodriguez had gotten the bracelet from his friend from El Paso named Rick. She told police that Rick liked to wear a black ACDC hat, a black members-only jacket, and had fucked up teeth. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Shit's starting to fall into place. So... Police make it to Rodriguez's home and they ask him for help. They tell him that they need help finding their friend Rick because he might be the Night Stalker. He, however, is not interested in helping and he insists that Rick isn't involved. So the detective grabs him and throws him into the back of the cop car. Uh, He starts telling Rodriguez that he can do himself a favor and cooperate. They need Rick's last name and they need it now. 
To which Rodriguez says, fuck you. <laughs> and the Jesus. Yeah. The detective is understandably getting angry. And as he's talking, his hand starts to form into a fist. Don't, don't, well, I don't know. do it. I know. Uh, but Rodriguez notices and he starts taunting him, calling him a tough guy and bringing his hands up. And the detective straight up hits the guy. <laughs> so Rodriguez says, is that as hard as you can hit? And the detective starts thinking about the crime scene. <laughs> and he says, pretty boy, I'm going to split you from the top of your head to your ass. <laughs> Which, I know this is a serious moment, but also like, good God, my guy. <laughs> this just feels like a cheesy movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he goes to start swinging, but Rodriguez puts his arm up and he says, Richard Ramirez, Richard Ramirez. So, whomst the fuck is Richard Ramirez? <laughs> I apparently put background in here because today I felt like talking about the background of this asshole. <sighs> okay, so Richard Ramirez was born February 28th, 1960 in El Paso, Texas. He was the youngest of six. He sustained multiple head injuries as a child, the first being at the age of two when a dresser fell on his head. Oh, God. This resulted in 32 stitches. Um, at the age of five, he was hit in the head with a swing and knocked unconscious, which led to him experiencing epileptic seizures. And these ended up stopping around his teenage years. Um, Ramirez's father was also physically abusive. And as Richard got older, he started sleeping in cemeteries to escape. Um, his father would also tie him up to a cross in the cemetery as a way to punish him. Jesus Christ! Yeah, this is... Obviously, people go through, like, abusive situations and they come out just fine and they don't murder people. But this is also one of those stories where, like, with the combination of the abusive parents and the head injury, it just feels like he had no chance at anything mm -hmm. good. Um, so, Ramirez also liked to hang out with his older cousin, Mike, quite a lot. Mike had served in Vietnam and taught Ramirez a lot about stealth and secrecy in combat. He also told Ramirez gruesome stories about how he had tortured and mutilated Vietnamese women. Oh, no. And he showed Ramirez pictures of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. One of the pictures was uh, of Mike posing with a severed head of a woman. Um, <sighs> yeah. He also smoked a lot of weed with Ramirez, which I can't imagine is beneficial to someone that young. Um just because teenage brain still developing, blah, blah, blah. I think it's canon that your brain doesn't stop developing until like age 25. Something. I I don't know. It doesn't feel like my brain's developed, but hey, here we are. <laughs> so, um, so Mike, the ever-loving and nurturing older cousin, actually murdered his wife right in front of Ramirez, who was only 13 at the time. Jesus. Um, he had shot his wife during an argument, but was later found not guilty by reason of insanity. And he ended up being released four years later, which is insane to me. Eventually, Ramirez would move in with his sister. And you'd think this would be a good ex escape, except her husband was a total peeping Tom and would take Ramirez out to peep with him. Oh my God. It just, this, it, it, this is one of those situations where it feels like he almost had like, there was no chance. I yeah. There was there was no chance. And I that, hate saying that because obviously, like you always have the choice to not fucking do this. Absolutely. But also, this good God. Um, I, I I hate that these words are about to come out of my face hole. But with that kind of past, it makes sense of what he does. Yeah. Which is shitty. 
it's it still should not have happened. It should not have happened. And like there's no there's no yeah. reason why there's it no has reason, to there's happen. no excuse. Like you could This isn't an excuse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not an excuse for to do the things that he's doing, but it's just you look at the past and you're like Yeah. A lot well, of a lot of themes in podcasts is like feel sorry for the child, not for what they did as an adult. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Baby Ramirez absolutely did not deserve any of that. And I feel for him. But that does not excuse what he did as exactly, an adult. Exactly. He, he's a piece. Of, he turned into a piece of garbage and he deserves to be hit with a car. Yep. But full speed. <laughs> full speed. Into a river. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, once he was in ninth grade, Ramirez dropped out of school. This is also around the time where he started experimenting with acid and Satanism. What a combination. <laughs> when he was 16, he committed his first rape. He worked at a Holiday Inn and used one of the key cards to get into a room and attack a woman. Jesus, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, her husband was out getting ice, and when he came back, he beat the absolute shit out of Ramirez to the point where he lost consciousness. Um, I hate to say good, but... Yes, good. <laughs> good, you fucker. Um, the couple didn't want to testify, so nothing ended up coming of it, which I don't blame them at all because, good God, just, just want to go home and not... Yeah. Anyway, so uh, eventually at the age of 18, he moved to California and lived on Skid Row. And he starts living off of convenience store foods and really started to neglect his personal hygiene. His teeth started rotting out and he developed halitosis, which is chronic bad breath. Um, and he does a lot of breaking and entering to fund whatever gross fucking life he's living. So now we are back to 1985. Um, San Francisco calls LA and gives them the name. They found eight different Richard Ramirez's, Ramirez's, fucking Christ. There's eight of them in California. (laughs) Um, And they found one with a print that matched. He had been booked previously for something small like theft. So they took the picture from that time being booked and they used it to confirm that this is who they were looking for. So now they have to decide to release this info now or wait until they have him in custody. So Carrillo and Salerno want to wait, but San Francisco wants to go for it. They're worried about sitting on this info. Someone else is going to get murdered. So they end up running it. Which is, it's one of those in-betweens like, eh, forget it. Like that's Damned fair. if you do, and damned if you don't. Oh, like, right. Yeah. And that's, I definitely, that's a tough call. I get, I get both ways. Because the fear is like, if he sees it, then he knows he's being looked for. So that's when he can run. Mm-hmm. It's. And then he can cross state lines and boom, out of jurisdiction. Yep. Well, even then, like there's there's extradition. There are ways to get them back. But That's true. It's, yeah. It it gets harder, especially back in the day. So Yeah. Um, so Colleen Nelson, the granddaughter of Joyce Nelson, talked about how hard it was to see his face for the first time and how hard she cried. She kept Aww. thinking that was the last face my grandmother ever saw. Oh, my God. Yeah. So August 31st, 1985 at 8.15 a.m. We are about to get into the best part of the story, so don't worry. Thank <laughs> Thank God. Yes. Like, Jesus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of true crime ever. Um, so, and and I, it's the beginning of it isn't, but once we get to the part, you'll know. So as luck would have it, Ramirez was out of town when they aired everything. So he has no idea. Oh, Good. Yeah. He comes back to L.A. via Greyhound bus. He notices some undercover cops, but he doesn't realize why they're there. But he still just avoids them because, you know, undercover cops and he's a fucking serial killer. Um, So he's walking down the block and he goes into a liquor store 
And on every newspaper is his goddamn face. He sees it and panics. In an interview later, the store owner said that he looked scared. Good. Yes. (laughs) Good. Um, So he leaves immediately and gets on a city bus with hopes of making it to his brother's house on the other side of town. On this bus is another passenger with a newspaper looking at it, looking back up at Ramirez. Oh my God. The passenger's eyes get big and he reaches up and he pulls the cord to have the bus stop. The person gets off and he goes into the phone booth that's right there at the bus stop and starts dialing. I was going to say, I guess this is before cell phones. Yeah, like he can't, it's not like he can just pull out, because it's the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, So people on the bus are starting to turn, look, point, etc. I put put in my notes, I hope he was the most anxious he had ever been in his fucking life. Yeah. So he then runs off the bus. This motherfucker ran across all lanes of the I-5 freeway, which, holy fuck. <laughs> so I've I've driven on the I-5 before. <laughs> I, I used to date somebody that lives out in Phoenix, and I had flown there to visit, but also wanted to go to a concert <gasps> that was out in California, right? I know. Yeah, I know this highway. Holy yeah. shit. And it's, it's such a weird highway because, like, there's a point where it kind of ends and it just starts being the city and they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what? Yep, well, I was going yep, so yep. fast and now I'm going so slow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's fucking huge. He just, ran across that shit like it was nothing. <laughs> like, motherfucker. Um, so, he tried to steal someone's car. Couldn't do that. And good. so he runs across the street. Yes, good. <laughs> he tried to steal another woman's car uh, and he punched her in the stomach. As he was threatening her, a man came up behind him and hit him in the head with a metal stick from a gate. Good. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes! Okay. Um, neighbors start chasing after him. Good. More and more People keep joining in until there's an entire fucking mob after him. <laughs> yes. Good. This is my favorite fucking true crime part. Still, like, story ever. I just, uh, so, uh, he suffers injuries at the hands of these people. They start good. to get the absolute <laughs> shit out of him. Which, yes, good, you fucker. Deservedly so. Oh, yeah. So eventually the, the cops do arrive and he's detained. Um, he said later in an interview that he was mostly just mad at how things were going and that he was finally being arrested. He spit at them. He stuck his tongue out at them. And he said that (laughs) if he had a gun, he would have made them scatter and that they wouldn't be as brave as they were acting right then. Um, this is hilarious to me because they show him in the back of the car with his bandaged head and he looks fucking afraid. Good. Yes. (laughs) So fucking good. I don't have anything else to uh, like, contribute because like this good. good. good he, he fucking earned all of that and it's more. Good God, it's good soup. Because <laughs> um, like I, yeah. Was that would that be a citizen's arrest? Then I don't know how any well, of that works. If they had like detained him, probably, uh, but they like were just beating the shit out of him. So police came. They detained and- him with fists and violence. <laughs> They detained him the best way they could. <laughs> so, um, so Detective Carrillo and Salerno get to the station and find it surrounded with people. They make it inside and get to the interview room. Salerno starts to introduce himself and Ramirez just says, I know who you are. He'd been following the case, but he also knew that Miss, Mr. Salerno, as he called him, was also involved in the Hillside Stranglers case. Those dragon horns. Sorry, everyone. But I'm see. I have the ADHD brain. It's been winning like the last three weeks. So, yeah, baby. Those look like little devil horns. They do. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. Uh, so, 
eventually they have a lineup and they have survivors come in to see if they could pick Maria's out of it. So the the girl that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. um, the the little girl that had been like taken out of her bedroom the, that we talked about last episode, um, she almost immediately, like she came in, saw the lineup and almost immediately said, do we write the word to or the number to? Just oh. immediate and certain. Um, <laughs> which is so damn brave to me. Yeah. She later said that she would testify in court if it meant keeping him in court is the sentence I wrote. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, so, however, it was decided not to pursue the child cases in court simply so they wouldn't have to put the children through that. Oh, that's fair. Well, I completely understand that. Um, which, considering he was on trial for 13 or so murders and seeking the death penalty, it makes a lot of sense. <sighs> like, they they don't, with all of the evidence they have, they don't need the children. No. Um. So, there were so many shenanigans with court. A lot of people felt that Ramirez's lawyers weren't qualified enough to do the job, so much so that the prosecution were giving them shit for it in the middle of court. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> then, of course, there's the day that Ramirez held his hand up to show a pentagram that he had drawn on it. I don't know if you've ever seen that picture. But it's, for me anyway, that's one of the first things I think of when I hear the name Richard Ramirez. Here, let me. I'm a Google. Oh, yeah. I want, just because I'm curious, I'm going to Google it too to see what comes up. Images. Yep, it's literally like the second picture. There's a color one and there's a black and white one. Uh, yeah. The, the next, uh, well, I haven't hit enter yet, but the next like, the like list of yeah. things, the first, this, the first one that comes up is Richard Ramirez teeth. Oh God, he has fucked up teeth, dude. Like it's. Oh, I yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. He is one fucked up looking motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Just, just, just wait. Okay. He's got the cheekbones of a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tracy, I'm so glad that you have a normal brain because I'm going to tell you some shit in a minute that you're going to be like, what the fuck? Okay. Okay. So, um, so, da, da, da. so he pleaded not guilty to the charges against him. And then <laughs> as everyone was leaving, he said loudly, hail Satan. Because he is just some dumb, angsty shithead. Okay. Um, there was there was also the time where Ramirez started getting groupies. A lot of women started sending him pictures of themselves, some nudes, etc. Uh, there were fans of his in the courtroom watching the trial. I don't. I, th- and he would wave to them. Like, he fucking loved it. I just, that's, th- there, I, I don't understand that aspect of the oh why did someone draw him uh, oh, because people because people have we, they, like a lot of it was like he was different or you know quote unquote different he was like angsty and oh my god nah, 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 nah. like you know how when we're younger or at least when I was younger anyway we like sad angsty boys <sighs> yeah got myself into trouble with a couple yeah. of those yeah <laughs> now obviously like I'm I'm assuming you have also never felt this way about a serial killer, but I've never felt that way about a serial killer. No. Nope. So like at least we have some fucking common sense in our heads. Yeah. Like I've been in I've been intrigued by their psychology because I don't understand it. Yeah. Like what the fuck is wrong with your brain? There are also some people I, I'm not saying like specific to Ramirez, but people in general that are like, oh, I can fix them. I can save them. It's like, mm, no, he'd kill you. Not if he could. that. I've I've had that complex before, but not for a serial killer. Exactly. Like, 
that man would rip you apart if he could, sweetheart. Yeah, you, you, you can't special. fix. You can't fix that. No, jail can. Jail can't keep even that fix away. It. Like don't <laughs> don't keep. So I, I have views on the prison system in America. It should be about rehabilitation, and it's not. But there are some people like this is a person that cannot be rehabilitated. No, and this is somebody that like cool. Just throw them away in the deepest darkest hole and let them suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. no redeeming. Yeah, there's that. It's just all of his God whole shit is awful okay so uh my my favorite part of the entire documentary that i watched on this is when a woman who was interviewed in the beginning says well i'm sorry but i think they're the dumbest bitches ever (laughs) (laughs) same girl same (sighs) can you imagine being alive today and being one of the people who sent richard ramirez nudes and then you watch this documentary and you realize this man is a pedophile. How would you live with yourself? <laughs> uh, Ugh, gross. Okay, so. See, and that's. Oh, yeah. It, I, the thing that like weirds me out is that serial killers getting fans is not uncommon. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I I understand being fascinated with a type of killer. Yes, like I, for the longest. I am fascinated. Yeah. For the longest time, I was fascinated with specifically Andrei Chikatilo. He was, he's a Russian serial killer. Mm. Um, just, it, I, I, and it was less about him specifically and mm-hmm. more about the setting that he, mm-hmm. like it was, he got away with killing so many people because a part of it is they were in Russia and Russia's supposed to be this utopia where that doesn't happen. Yeah. So like they weren't linking it to one person. They were like, oh, these people are just dying. Um, for me, it's uh, Albert Fish. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't understand why I'm fascinated by that, that human. I'm not a fan. Oh, you know, obviously. In any sense of the word, but fascinated. Yeah. 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 Mostly because of the audacity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because of the audacity. I, 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 I just get hung up on the sticking pins in his penis. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think, and I think it's also because uh, that's just the one I got that got me hooked into the true crime world. Okay. Because I initially, um, in my high school psychology class, I did a research paper on ah. him. And that's where I was like, Ugh. Ugh. but also, <laughs> huh, <laughs> this man's is crazy. Okay. So uh, September 20th, 1989, they find Richard Ramirez guilty of murder. They read out every count. 43 different counts. Jesus Christ. And all of them are guilty. Fuck you, Richard Ramirez. Fuck off. Okay. Um, So November 7th, 1989, Richard Ramirez is sentenced to death. Good. His response is, I don't need to hear all of society's rationalizations. I've heard them all before. And the fact remains that what is, is you don't understand me. You are not expected to. You are not capable of it. I am beyond your experience. I am beyond good and evil. I am beyond your experience. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Hair flip. <laughs> He's just an AC shithead. Okay. Um, he also said, big deal. Death always went with the territory. I'll see you in Disneyland. Which, no fucking clue. I don't think there was ever any explanation about that, but okay. Uh, maybe that's hell. <laughs> when you die, you go to Disneyland. <laughs> Okay, whatever. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Okay, so... um, At that point, I would... 
it, it seems to me like he was just talking crazy to talk crazy for possibly more attention. He definitely played into that fucking Satanism shit. And mm-hmm. it was during the satanic panic as well. Because that is oh, a whole thing. That is just yeah. a whole thing that I would love to cover sometime. But that is like years and years of... Huh. I know one of the topics that I'm intending to research next, like it touches on it because it's the setting and the time period. But also, good God. Okay, anyway, refocusing. The ADHD is winning. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so Ramirez asked Carrillo and Salerno if they were going to go to his execution. Carrillo said he didn't know, but Salerno was absolutely going, and I fucking would have too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, en route to San Quentin, Ramirez starts fucking around with the other set of cops. The, I believe the San Francisco cops? Either way. Um, so he starts smiling and he says, hey, Falzone, you'd like to know about the two old ladies on Telegraph Hill, wouldn't you? And he was referring to a previous horrific murder of two elderly women. Ramirez laughed and said, it was me. Um, fingerprints eventually were able to connect him to other crimes. Uh, June 28th, 1984 is when his first murder took place. Her name was Jenny Van Cow, who was 79 years old. Uh, she lived in Brooklyn, New York, taking care of her other son, and who was mentally disturbed, is the quote. So, um, until they had gotten to into, into a dispute, uh, she then moved to Los Angeles in 1981. Jenny's son, Jack, was the one to find her. He arrived later on the 28th, only to find her front door unlocked and the screen missing from her open living room window. He found that the screen, as well as other contents of the living room, had been thrown around on the floor. He went to her bedroom to check on her and found her on her bed. Mm. She was partially covered with a blanket and laying with her feet at the head of the bed. Jack ran out of the house and later said in court that he had called her name multiple times and he had gotten no response. Quote, when I saw she was dead, I shouted out to the manager, my mother's been murdered. I said it several times. My mother's been murdered. Call the police. She had been stabbed multiple times in the upper chest, neck, arm, and leg and had some wounds on her hands which to me says that she was alive and fighting back. Um, Her throat had been slashed almost from ear to ear. Because her dress was lifted and her girdle had been pulled down, they thought she had been sexually assaulted. Um, They had a hard time determining the time of death, but they ended up saying she could have been dead anywhere from 8 to 72 hours. Jack, however, had seen his mother roughly 24 hours before, so they had a little bit of a smaller time frame. And they knew that it had to have been any time after that he had left uh, and they knew that it had to have been any time after he had left her apartment some of the difficulties they had determining uh, the time of death were because of liver temp and rigor mortis based on liver temp she would have been dead for only a couple of hours Um, the problem is that the temp was likely off she was covered in a blanket her window was left open Um, it was LA in June like it's uh, yeah yeah um, the level of rigor mortis, I think, helped push back the time of death a bit. Um, but there are also a lot of factors that go into that as well. And I'm not a professional, so I, I can't be certain. Okay. Um, police were able to lift fingerprints from the screen that was on the living room floor. The next crime that they're aware of was the murder of Dale Okazaki and the attack on Maria Hernandez. And that took place in March of 1985, nine months later. So what the fuck was he doing in the meantime? Because you don't just stop. Mm-mm. Um, in 1994, he agreed to do an interview with a crime writer. 
He told the writer, quote, if you're recording these conversations, make sure to destroy these tapes after we're done. I don't want no fucking tapes of my conversations. You're not going to make me look bad, are you? These tapes were not destroyed. They, they played them in the documentary. Fuck you, Richard. Ha! Fuck you. So, 2009, uh, through DNA, police are able to connect Ramirez to the murder of a nine-year-old girl named May Linda Loon uh, that took place in April of 1984. She is his youngest victim and, as of 2009, believed to be his first. Um... She had been with her eight-year-old brother when she lost a dollar bill and went looking for it. The boy ended up wandering away, and he came back to find her dead. Um, Just trigger warning, we're going to talk about what happened to her. Um, It was described by police as a ritual-style slaying. They had found her partially nude body hanging by a blouse over the pipe in the basement of her apartment building. Jesus Christ. Uh, She had been assaulted and stabbed. Her feet were only a few inches off of the ground, and had she been a little taller, she likely would have been able to survive. Um, Ramirez was never officially charged with her murder as he was already waiting on death row. And June 7th, 2013, Richard Ramirez dies in jail from cancer after spending more than 20 years on death row. And thus, the world ridded itself of a worthless piece of scum. Whew. Yeah. What a shithead. What a shithead. <laughs> The, the most accurate response. The amount of, like, luck that asshole has had... Yep. ...is disgusting. Absolutely and disgusting. confusing. And... I hate I d- it. Uh, I hate it. Likewise, the amount of luck that this asshole had in his, on his side mm-hmm. in the beginning, I think tapped the fuck out when that mob yeah came in when, <laughs> no when he was when he was out of town yes when everything was aired which the universe that, finally said fuck you the universe is like you're not going to mm. know about this and you're going to come here you're going to come back and you're going to have a rude fucking awakening yep <laughs> you're yeah. i i do i do enjoy a good yeah uh, yes it is as it should be yes that, ending oh Oh, I know there, there, there are way there, too many of these. There's that, not a mm-hmm. lot of stories like that in true crime. Like I'm sure there are, and maybe we just don't hear about them because they're not as big or like, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of, you know, a mob fucking chase the scumbag down <laughs> and beat the <laughs> shit out of him until police arrived. Uh, oh, citizens arrest with violence. It's such a good feeling. <laughs> good fuckers. Fucking good. Anyway. <laughs> well, for my dragon. Mm-hmm. I got the two little horns. Yes. That'll go on his head. Yes. And I've got his nose horn. Yes. Done as well. It It's taken me a while because I've never done this before. And I, oh, this is going to look pretty cute, I think. I'm excited. I made him red. Yeah. Because I, I I think it's the possibility of us establishing the, establishing the, establishing, establishing this by now. <laughs> <laughs> is that I am... A class A nerd. And I love Lord of the Rings. And I was like, I'm going to make a baby smog. A baby smog. Baby smog. Love me some baby smog. Smog. Might make a little hobbit to go, like, stand next to Oh, my God. That'd be cute (laughs) as fuck. Okay. So, what are you working on today? I am finishing up the cock block that I started the other day. It is a square with the wings and a little rooster top and a face 
<laughs> it's a little cock block. <laughs> I love that so much. It's my, f- I love the yarn that you picked too. Yeah. It's very, I had it chickeny extra from something. I'm like, you know what? Cause the last one I made, I've made just like a plain white one and I mm-hmm. have the squares made. They just need sewn together. That's a plain black one. I thought, you know what? He needs just a weird texture. <laughs> so <laughs> I will say that's like, the yarn, the burnout yarn uh-huh. that you're using, uh, like my mom had chickens, well, still has chickens, and I had chickens growing up. Mm-hmm. Roosters are very multicolor like that. Yeah. Well, because I, so this is the the thing that came, so it has like the homespun oh, in it. Oh, yeah. It has the blanket yarn in it, and I've then there's the faux fur, and there's also some like weird satin in it. I don't know if you'll like this or if this will be a bad touch. That's not too bad. Okay. But yeah, it's like soft and almost velvety, but not quite. All right. Well, time to get weird. Time to get weird and yeah. time to wrap this up. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, what is this part four? Yes, this is nice. part four in the final part of Flush Pedestrian Landfill. Oh, this lines up well because this is my two parter is done and your four parter is done. Yeah. We'll both start fresh next episode. That'll be good. So, this one is going to be. A little bit shorter just because we are wrapping it up and there's just a couple of odds and ends to sew in. Mm. Um, But before getting into it, I'm going to go back in time again. Oh, don't sneeze. Pinch your nose. It was yawn. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) But uh, because as I was doing more research, I found out about the family Mm -hmm. before the Shermans. Okay. And I found out about the Myers family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So, gonna go back in time a little bit. <laughs> I love that dumb noise. <laughs> it's so, like, I don't know. I don't know why my brain registers that as a dumb noise, but it's a dumb noise and I love it. <laughs> but so, we are gonna talk about Kenneth Myers. So, Kenneth Myers was the owner before the Shermans came mm-hmm. into the picture. Um, there was a particular night in the dead of winter that had a really nasty blizzard going on. When, when I say blizzard, like this was like the type of blizzard where the wind would freeze everything. Ugh. The snow was on everything. Disgusting. And there was some nasty Stephen King level of fog Ugh. going on. So it was just, it was... Everything, everything that could be going wrong Fuck in that. terms of winter was. God damn it. I hate those fucking. Ugh. Um, so Kenneth was just chilling by his fireplace. This was uh in the 1930s. Okay. Um, you know, so there's electricity, but still homesteading be homesteading. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Kids were inside. Uh, Mom was inside making food and coffee, and Kenneth was doing dad things. I, I don't really know. Probably, I don't know, polishing his rifle or something. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. But um, so all of a sudden, there he, he heard a knock on the door, and he was like, No one should be out here. Why is anybody out in this weather? So, he goes up, sees what's going on. He opens the door and there was a man in a long trench coat standing about 10 feet away from the mm-hmm. door that was holding a lantern. Not like holding it up like you would a lantern, mm-hmm. but it was kind of dangling by his side. Um, You know, dramatic. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, he claimed to be a cop, making sure everyone in the area was doing okay and needed anything or needed any help. And this kind of raised a red flag to Kenneth because uh, he was like, how did you get here? I don't see tire tracks. I don't see how you got here. And that's my dog. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Joke's on us. This is where we get murdered. <laughs> um, to... And to quote bedtime stories, oh, we have ways and means, said the man who exchanged a few more pleasantries before turning and going on his way. We have ways and means. The fuck does that mean? Yep. Uh, Going forward against the driving snow. End quote. Uh, So when that happened, wifey was like, bitch, you didn't offer him coffee. Go get him. Get us. We, we should offer him some coffee. No. It's he cold has out ways there. and means. It's fine. <laughs> Clearly, this man doesn't need our help. So, wife kicked him out and was like, go on, get, give him some coffee. So, Kenneth followed after him to try and catch up, but the guy kind of disappeared into the fog. Um, He was like, oh, damn it. I'm going to follow this guy's footsteps. Um, no. There was a bright flash. That looked like what would have been lightning. Okay. But it wasn't that kind of storm. It was a snowstorm. I did a quick Google search to see if that could ever happen. And actually, Mm -hmm. it's a thing. It's just very rare. It's called like a winter thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. Um, The opaqueness of uh, snowflakes and like sound muffling fluffiness uh, tend to limit the distance between what lightning can be seen or like thunder can be heard during snow. So Mm -hmm. if it does happen, you won't see it or hear it. Okay. Um, But typically during uh, snowstorms, um, moist and relatively stable airflow that goes like up, it cools and ascends that kind of stops the lightning. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anyways, so TLDR, it's rare. Okay. (laughs) But can happen. But he tried to follow the guy's footsteps and I'm assuming you can guess what happened. Oh, God. <laughs> the, footsteps, the footsteps stopped. Look, he has ways and means, my friend. You're fine. Go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just go. He has ways and means. <laughs> and just as the wolf with the Shermans, it looked like he had just been plucked out of the snow <laughs> by something. <laughs> so, moving on. Kenneth also had a lot of experiences with missing and mutilated cattle. And this guy, Kenneth, would actually like call the cops about this because he was, he, you know, wasn't just like, like, oh, it's because I'm haunted kind of shit. Kind of like what uh, Terry mm-hmm. initially went to. But um, he was like, I'm going to call the cops because someone's fucking with me. Um... And uh, the sheriff, uh, who's later revealed in a documentary that was released in 2018, his name is Porritt, the name of the cop, Mm -hmm. also revealed that Myers was the one that put, like, all the locks and chains up because they would get, quote-unquote, visitors that would mess with them. (laughs) No, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like... Okay, keep going. I'm just going to keep talking. It's, It's all good. Uh, one such visitor experience is as follows. And this is uh, quoting, what did I quote? Probably bedtime stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so quote, two black Angus cows lamed, aimed 
lay aimed symmetrically on the ground with their heads pointing towards an irrigation ditch. All of the reproductive organs had been removed and were lying in a heap behind each animal. Uh, also, oh my God, that imagery with the word heap. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, their heads were still attached to their bodies, but the bones and neck bones had been removed from inside the flesh. There was no blood whatsoever. Sound familiar? <laughs> Sound pretty damn familiar. And I don't know why, but this one just was specific specifically and it was terrifying to me it was so terrifying in my brain because the fact that they were symmetrical and that it was just it was so oddly laid out and i was like "Hmm, uh, nope 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 so here's another story that will also sound very familiar um Kenneth had called the cop again when three of his bulls went missing. So cowboys did did what cowboys do, and they rode around the property on horseback to look for them. Mm -hmm. It took most of the day, and they found, like, no tracks, no trace of them. No, they had no clue Mm -hmm. what could have happened. There was no evidence of foul play, nowhere where they could see where they were were at. Okay. Um, Kenneth was just going to give up. And it was like, all right, whatever. Uh, he went to go get something out of a shed, but he couldn't open the door. Mm-hmm. 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 So. This is like the trailer. Fucking. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yep, it is like the trailer, isn't it? Uh, so, Capo helped them, and they pried the doors open to find the missing cows piled on top of each other. What? Kenneth, it's a pile of cows. It, a pile of cows. Like they were piled. They, they were like layered on top of one another. Lasagna cow. Lasagna cow. <laughs> Motherfucker. They knew their fate. <laughs> <laughs> they said one day I'm going to be a tasty lasagna. I wonder what that's like. Let's hey, practice. Let's practice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. So Kenneth initially thought they were dead, similar to the two Angus cows before. But Sheriff was all like, hold up there, partner. Hold <laughs> up there, partner. Uh, and he noticed that there was still moisture around their nose. And it like they like, were breathing. They were breathing. Yeah. They were okay. breathing. Okay. And so they tried to get them to come too. They just couldn't. So Kenneth was just like, all right, let's try this. And got a bucket of water and splashed it oh on them. God. And just like the cows in the trailer, they came to, and once they saw where they were, they panicked and damn near destroyed the inside of that shed. Yeah, I don't fucking blame them. I panicked too. Right? Jesus. So similar to the Shermans, that happened. Um, so the next story in the Myers tra- uh, chapter is a story about a drifter by the name of Jimmy who came to the ranch looking for work. Jimmy! Jimmy! Which I, I think I mentioned uh, Red Dead Redemption in the last episode because I'm a big fan, but that's literally like the epilogue of Red Dead 2. Like Jimmy. John Marston goes to a ranch to get help and be like, hey, I need money. I Can need I be a ranch money. hand? Pay me. <laughs> um, the, and this was the year... Of 1975, so 20 years before the Shermans. So okay. one day, Kenneth asked to go, asked Jimmy to go fix a fence that the cows had fucked around with, and Jimmy was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I got you." Um, it's my job. It's Pay my job. Me. Well, he disappeared. What? No. So this whole man disappeared. Well, hold on. Oh, <laughs> so okay, so they find part of him, I guess. Oh, we'll just wait. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Um, so Myers went to go check on the progress of the fence and found that Jimmy had left behind his tools and everything. It looked like he started to work as he was asked to do, but was interrupted somehow to quote bedtime stories. But three days later, he was found shambling along the mud road in the northwest of the property, dazed, confused, and clearly dehydrated. Oh my God! What? When he was in when he was informed that he had been missing for three days, he became visibly distraught, saying he had no recollect, recollection of where he had been. He said that one minute he was working on the fixed fence, and next he was waking up in a stupor behind the old abandoned homestead. Oh my god! And in, end quote. And it was the old abandoned homestead that was initially where Jimmy was mm-hmm. when, uh, not Jimmy. Kenneth, mm-hmm. where Kenneth was living. Mm-hmm. And he had ended up like moving. I, I think I talk about that later. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. So, yeah. But, uh, which I would like to point out that uh, this is the first we've seen this place fuck with like a human at that level. Yeah. So, because before, I think it was said that, you know, this no human has ever been harmed here it's always been cattle and blah 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 Mm -hmm. like physically harmed i'm like "Mm, (gasps) there is one there is one um so why jimmy no idea and that's probably an answer we'll never probably an answer we'll never have to that question as to why out of all of these cattle all of these humans that have been coming onto this land fucking Mm -hmm. with the land causing a ruckus Mm -hmm. doing things on purpose to get a reaction Mm -hmm. Why? Why this drifter? Mm-hmm. This. I mean, he was young. He, like, he was in his twenties, trying to get his life together. All this shit. And uh, yeah. So it's just we never know. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another incident in the Myers chapter. This is one of the most famous ones in the Myers family. Um, so a female relative is with them and out and about in the town doing normal just people shit them. as you do. Uh, they were coming back to the ranch uh, around 11 p.m. As they were driving, they saw what looked to be like red and blue flashing lights behind them. They were like, ah, oh, fuck, Ossifers. it's a cop. It's an ossifer. Making sure we didn't drink too much because we're out driving late. Me, me, it's me, the me. mid-70s, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, and as they pulled over, all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, it was morning. The f- Oh, no! <laughs> So no. there was like a serious lapse in time and they were not Losing pulled- time is a terrifying thought mm-hmm. because either I've been abducted by aliens or I'm going fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And there is no good answer to that. Well, they were not pulled over on the side of the road. No. Mm, who moved me? They were on top of the mesa looking down at the homestead. What the fuck? There's no way they could have gotten up there. There were no car tracks on how they got up there. How? And if they were to drive up there... There, there should have been a lot more damage to the underside of their car. Yeah. But there wasn't. What the fuck? And there was no answer as to how that could have happened. They have no idea. I hate everything about this. Yeah. I hate this so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've got one more story about... Oh, God. Okay, 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 okay. This isn't necessarily about the Myers themselves. Okay, but it's from that time period? But it's or? from that time period. Okay. Um, and this one, this one fucked with me. Quite oh, a bit. No. This, this one gives me chills just, just, uh, uh, just reading and thinking about it. 
Okay. So between the 60s and 80s, there wasn't really fencing around that area. And uh, one winter, this guy named Roland McCook in the year of 1981 was out hunting in the area with one of his buddies. Um, They were uh, hunting for raccoons and rabbits um, because it was winter and rabbits too. Yeah. (laughs) Good soup. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, the snow started to get heavy, so they took shelter in one of the buildings on the ranch that have long been forgotten, but not too forgotten. This no. used to be Jimmy's, not Jimmy's, God damn it, Jimmy, Kenneth. Jimmeth. Jimmeth. Kimmy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, this was actually the building that the Myers initially started out at, um, when the guy in the hat came and knocked at the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was in the 30s. And so the building was really worn down at that point in, in this timeline. This has been standing there probably about 40 years unattended. Okay. Um, so it, even when the Shermans were there, uh, this was the most active spot on the property. And supposedly it's the activity there is why Kenneth moved locations on the other side of the fucking property. Yeah, don't blame him. Um, <laughs> whatsoever. Right. So it was, he just kind of left it there. Okay. Um, didn't really do anything with it. Anyways, so Roland initially, like, they were like, it's snowing pretty bad. We should take shelter for a little bit, wait till it eases up, and then head back home. We're not having much luck hunting anyways. Yeah. He initially didn't want to go in there. Um, he said there was something about the place that just just didn't sit right with him. It was an eerie gut feeling sort of way. But mm-hmm. his friend was just like, dude, don't worry about it. Come on. Uh, we just need to hunker down for a little bit. So he followed his friend and they sat there at the front door um, at the windows watching the snow for a little bit, seeing if there's any signs of it easing up. (laughs) 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 Uh, He and his, I got lost. Here we go. Um, That was until they heard something. They thought it was something small, but it started to get louder and louder. Nope. Nope. nope, And louder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it sounded as if something crashed behind them on the outside of the building all of a sudden. And they were like, oh, we're hunters. This has got to be a bun bun or one of them raccoons. So let's go get it. One of them, they're raccoons. So they step outside and it looks like giant human footprints, as in bare, bare feet, human footprints. <sighs> and as the footprints went from the front door to around the back, it started to morph in more wolf-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar? It should. It should. It should. I'm afraid. <laughs> so for this next part, uh, this next like little mini paragraph, I'm going to quote bedtime stories just because Did the way he it? words it yeah. is pristine and... That good shit. It's that good shit. That good, good. As they stood there comp. Contemplating this, a large wolf-like creature suddenly emerged from behind of one of the outbuildings, standing upright on powerful hind legs, reaching a height of around eight feet tall. It let out a low growl and pointed towards Roland, who, in a sheer panic, immediately opened fire with his friends. <laughs> in parentheses, I put, makes sense. I he would too. Damn. <laughs> the beast emitted a deafening roar before turning and running to the trees. So they hightailed, end quote. So they hightailed at home. They were like, nah, fuck this. No. Blizzard, no blizzard. We're gone. Fuck this shit. Yep. 
And uh, even at home, Roland said he could have sworn he heard similar growling noises outside his window in what <gasps> sounded like claws scratching at his house. No, thank you. He apparently sir. still hears that to this day. Oh, my fuck. No, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no. So, time skip. <laughs> Coming back to where we left off. So, here's a recap. Um, so we talked about everything that happened with the Shermans in the first two episodes and last episode was everything that Nids had found. Okay. Um, so Nids was there for a total of six years. They really only got activity for the first, the better, the better part of the first year. Okay. Um, they had a lot of cattle mutilations, uh, and the big one was the one in the trailer. That mm-hmm. was the most famous one where the cows were lined perfectly in the trailer in a daze. Yeah. And as soon as, as soon as Terry called out to them, they freaked the fuck out, damn near destroyed the inside of the trailer and then ran off. Yeah. Um. And the other major one was when two researchers were out in a boot uh, in the night doing some surveillance, trying to figure things out. I'm like, oh, what's going on in this place? And that's when they saw this yellow orb that looked like a portal and saw like this black humanoid mm-hmm. shadowy mm-hmm. creature thing skitter out yes. and then skitter up the mesa, the mesa and the then whale. go away. Like they could hear the crunching of the shale yes. rocks between its between its feet. <laughs> a little pitter patter. <laughs> um, it's scurry. It, 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 him do be scurrying. Oh God. Um, they pulled the plug on NIDS in about 2004 I believe was the year mm-hmm. just because there wasn't enough there wasn't enough. They the activity just went. It stopped completely. Um. So Robert T. Bigelow was like, as much as I want this to be a thing. Yeah. Um. So and there were a lot of good points that bedtime stories that I would like to summarize. Um. As to say, you know, what if the Shermans were making mm-hmm. this up? Well, A, if this was a ploy to turn money and turn the place into a haunted attraction, why hasn't they? Yeah. Why haven't they? Yeah. It's still closed to the public. Like, no one's allowed to go on there without specific permission to yeah. this day. Um, It's still guarded. Uh, It's still private property. You know, people are very discouraged to even, st- even step foot to that place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would also like to remind... Remind? Remind? <laughs> remind? I would like to remind all the Voidlings out there that the NIDS team, who were com- were compiled of people who were intelligent, educated skeptics, and they also experienced very similar things to an even more horrifying degree. Like, I, I don't know what it is about the thing crawling out the portal that mm-hmm. freaks me out so much. I, t- Anything I don't like crawling it. is weird. I don't like it at all. At all. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I talked about that last time, I low-key had some nightmares about it. Oh, God. But, so I'm glad when we're doing this, it's like broad daylight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, And also, Robert Bigelow literally invested millions of daughter- daughters. God. <laughs> <laughs> Dollars. Take my child. <laughs> millions of daughters. <laughs> something, something sperm joke. <laughs> Oh my God! Anyway, my dollars. brain can't form the words today. The, the dollarinos. The dollarinos. Yeah, millions of dollars, not daughters. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly how much? I'm not sure. I couldn't find a specific number. He's been had. He's kept that very hush hush, from what I understand. But you know, it's up there, and 
he didn't try to turn this again. He didn't try to flip it over and then make more money off it by making it a, a paranormal like attraction or thrill seek. Mm-hmm. Like Ghost Adventures hasn't been there. Ghost Hunters haven't been there. All of yeah. like the like YouTube channels. Like I think there's uh, one YouTube channel that I like that uh, does haunting things. Mm-hmm. I forget his name, but um. He went to the ranch itself and they were like, you can film around the fence. You just can't come on the property. Yeah. I. So like if they were looking That's for, not about money. No, <laughs> that right there is not about money. That is legit. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. Keep away from this place. Yeah. Um, Bedtime Stories also brought up that this could have been a case of mass delusion. So mm-hmm. I looked into what that is. Um, and basically Google says that this is what Google says mass delusion is. Uh, it's made up of stress and anxiety playing a part. Some evidence suggests that mass motor hysteria tends to result from ongoing stress while mass anxiety hysteria more commonly develops in a response to sudden extreme stress. But mm. I also like to point out that cows can't exactly be mutilated by hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like piles of flesh from hysteria. Right, exactly. Like. Um, but I, I try to figure out like, okay, what's a historical example of mass hysteria? One of them. Um, Satanic panic. Well, actually the Salem witch trials. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, which were based on the lies of people and paranoia. Um, exactly. Another one from the 1600s was Irish fright. Well, um, I haven't heard of that one. So, quote, in England and parts of Wales in December 1688 during glorious the, during the Glorious Revolution, false reports that Irish soldiers were burning and massacring hum- English towns uh, promoted a mass panic of at least 19 countries with thousands of people arming themselves and preparing to resist a non-existent group of marauding Irishmen. Huh. Um, a more modern example of, okay, and so, end quote. And a more modern example of mass hysteria was uh, the clowns in oh, 2016. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which that's something I do want to do a deep dive into, even though it's not like inherently didn't, like cryptidy or horror. Didn't Andrew say he did a, a good like research into that? I think so. I think so. I think, I think should, so. Okay. I think you should study it too. And you should both just, we, we should have him on. Compare notes. Yes. Compare <laughs> notes. I, I will not learn anything about it so that I can be the fresh ears. Yes. 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 I'm going to be like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Interesting reaction. But what does it mean? Um, so yeah, th- those are some examples of like mass hysteria and mass delusion. Mm-hmm. And while they are compelling examples, I don't think they're quite applicable here. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because it just doesn't seem the same because it's not mass. It's a family and a research team. Yeah. And if it were mass hysteria, I just, I don't, I don't know. I I feel like, feel like if it were mass hysteria, there would be more consistent things going on. Yes. Cause like they would get things and then nothing. Right. And that, that's another point is like, it, it wasn't like no no one had a, like a powwow or whatever it's called. A reza, reza, what what the fuck is it called? Uh, Can you give me the definition and I can try to think of the word? You take a human and you, intervention. Okay. There was no like intervention <laughs> saying like, "Hey, guys, you're you're you you got to get it you in your brain stop. head that this isn't happening." You know, mm-hmm. there was nothing like that. Um, so as it stood and still stands, there are two major theories as to what was going on. 
uh, this is by Terry Nids and the general public, um, is that it's A, in just in general, the curse of the flesh pedestrian because there are, have been creatures seen on the ranch that very much look like what one of those creatures would look like mm-hmm. and B, extraterrestrial involvement. Yeah. Okay. AKA aliens. Aliens. Um, so Terry also kind of dived into like, this could be also government conspiracy, um, which kind of sounds a little nuts, but the older I get, the more I can see it. Like oh. I, I'm not one to immediately subscribe to conspiracy theories, but also the government do be hiding shit. I blame the government for everything. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, the older I get, the uh, more opinionated I get about the government. Mood. Mm -hmm. Mood. That's the nice way of saying it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, again, conspiracy theories fascinate me. I'm not going to go around saying they're poisoning the water, (laughs) which they might be, but. (laughs) I mean, they may not be purposely poisoning the water, but they're not doing anything to save it after it's been poisoned. Yeah, exactly. Look at Flint. Yeah, Look exactly. That railroad crash. Like, like there are just things in history that don't add up. Uh, just especially like, like the recent railroad crash mm-hmm. in Ohio. How like they're just like everything's they were like, fine. Oh, it's, it's fine. fine. We like, promise it's fine. And oh, there are honey, people. No. There, there were people going in, like putting, like throwing rocks in water, and like, do you not see all of that chemical rainbow film on the top of this creek? Like, there's like, something there, wrong here. Animals and shit keep dying. Yep. Like, I, it's and not, it's coming it's, our way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah! Anyways. <laughs> I love being alive. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, but with the government theory, uh, things were happening all over the place before we, like, really were, like, that land was governed by old white people. Mm-hmm. Um, so as, as valid as Terry's theories on the government conspiracy are, I think there is something a little bit deeper and different going on here just because this place has such a rich history before it was mm-hmm. well governed. Yeah. Um, Maybe the government's just like, okay, we recognize that something's going on here, but we're not going to admit it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so to quote Bad Twin Stories again, overall, it was said that all remote viewers came away from the task with the feeling of dread and death <gasps> and a notion that whatever was taking place at the ranch is inherently evil. Others have described the property as an interdimensional gateway where entities of all... <laughs> Sorry. What? I, I did a typo. Oh. I, was, I, I, meant to put, I meant to put we're entities of all kinds, uh-huh. but I, it came out as we're entities of all kidneys. <laughs> you lost a kidney? Boom. It's at the flesh pedestrian <laughs> landfill. <laughs> oh, gosh. Where entities of all kinds have the ability to drop into and out of our reality and leave just as quickly, end quote. Uh-huh. Um, so, oh, no. what did I drop? I don't know. I don't know either. I definitely uh, lost my darn needle. <laughs> That's why a couple oh. of times I started like also, standing up. And... That hook is yours. No, yes, yes. Okay. I saw it when I came in and said, ha. Huh. <laughs> um, but in regards to the occurrences of this place, um, I have to say, uh, at the point I was at writing these notes, I wasn't very certain as to what exactly is. I didn't have a distinct theory. I know something fucked up. 
Mm-hmm. was Some, going on. Something weird. Something weird. There's definitely something there that does not want to be found. Maybe it's something that us humans are just not ready for. Mm-hmm. If it really is in the realm of extraterrestrials, like I mentioned in a previous episode, um, uh, before like diving into the lore of this place, I used to be super, du- super de- duper skeptical of aliens. Like I was like, you know, we're the only ones here. It probably has to do with, you know, I had a very conservative mm-hmm. Christian upbringing and uh, also reading about like the cults that like worship aliens and yeah. then have some sort of mass genocide within that cult or oh, organization. And it was just like, uh, that just kind of seems like crazy talk. But again, my fiance pointed out to me that it's a bit selfish to think that we could possibly be the only ones that ever have to, to have ever existed in this universe, especially when it's been scientifically confirmed that there are other universes out there like Andromeda, for instance. So who the fuck knows what is actually going on over there? Mm-hmm. Who knows what people, what things are out there? Mm-hmm. So what happens next in the story? Well, um, there was a book that was published. Okay. Um, the Hunt for the Skinwalker. And uh, the book grabbed the attention of quite a few people. Uh, there were a lot of people who were just like, nah, this is bullshit. There's no, there's no video of evidence of anything. You guys were there. Why didn't you capture anything? Well, it's there. It's just under lock and key. Ugh. So Robert Bigelow uh, just has it stashed away. He does not want it revealed to the public. There's yeah, I mean- some video evidence that was put in the documentary. Mm-hmm. But when I rented it, I rented it on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I couldn't finish it before my 48 hours were up. No. So I will have to rewatch that and maybe revisit this on a later episode or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, but one of the people who, like, look at, looked at the book and was like, huh, was a man named James Latasky. Mm-hmm. Lacasty? Latasky. Um, who was like, I want to visit this place. He reached out to Robert Bigelow himself and he was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. While he was there, he did see a yellow orb. Uh, Bigelow was there with him. He didn't see what he was talking about. But after this incident, Bigelow reached out to late Senator Harry Reid of Nevada Mm -hmm. and then poured funding into a different group, AAWSAP or Advanced Aerospace Weapons Systems Applications Program. Uh, This group, alongside with Bigelow's other space group thing, I honestly forget which one. (laughs) Because he's made a lot of them. I, you know, if you got the time and the money. Well, they received $22 million from the Defense Intelligence Agency, what? like the Pentagram. The Pentagram? Yeah. Along with the Pentagon? Pe- Pentagon. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't brain with words today. I, I wish. Kidneys, Pentagram, daughters. <laughs> the Pentagram. <laughs> I wish our government was run by witches. <laughs> Well, it has five points, doesn't it? No, yeah, no. That's that's what pent the the penta prefix means is five. So that's a pentagon okay. is a five sided shape. I was half right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> the pentagram. <laughs> I'm oh, laughing in solidarity. God. Have oh, you met me in my again? Di- no. Well, oh. I'm just gonna hold it. Okay, that's I'm just gonna right. hold it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> The mic fell, but it's, it's fine. You know what? I'm just gonna, it's okay. It's fine. Do you care if I take a picture? So <laughs> it's fine. Welcome to the shit show, guys. It only gets worse from here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. 
Andrew, please come and fix this. I, you know, it's it's fine. It's let's just power through it. Okay, it's fine. It's okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I need to stop playing with it. Yes. <laughs> um. Um. So yeah, they received twenty-two million dollars from the Defense Intelligence Agency, along with fifty people and staff. Okay. Um. So this was between the years of two thousand eight and twenty ten. So not too long ago. Yeah. Um. So two years. Um. Not a lot of these years were leaked into the public. This one was very was kept very hush hush. I mean, they have the pentagram involved, so yes, which it does make me feel more inclined to believe that something fucky's going on there. Yeah, especially if like they're like nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. No, it's stay out of it. Do not come in here, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing was leaked from that. They. Again, kept it very hush-hush, very quiet. What brought this to light was that uh, people who were there did still experience things outside of the ranch itself, like the orbs of lights, uh, seeing dog-like creatures, Mm -hmm. or the creatures that look like flesh pedestrians. So other than that, there were no official reports or anything from those two years of AAWSAP being there. Um, So, you know, keep it secret. Keep it safe. (laughs) Frodo Baggins. <laughs> okay. How do I know the ADHD is winning? You said Frodo Baggins, and my brain went Bilbo Baggins, and then my brain went Dildo Baggins. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to go home and nap. Yeah. I am not meant to work breakfast shift. Aww. Anyway. So, uh, since then, the Shermans have moved to Idaho. They have stated they do not want to talk about what happened. They want to be left alone about the whole thing, which I get. I get that. So let's all leave them the fuck yeah, alone. Yeah, so leave them alone. L- leave them in peace. They want to move on from this. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes me more inclined to believe them because... They're not talking about it. They're not trying to sell a story. They're not trying to let mm-hmm. anyone in there. In they, my experience, people who are liars... Do that. Looking at you, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> They know what they did. They know what they did. Okay. 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 But uh, they tend to over talk about it to try and get you to believe them. Mm-hmm. And these people did not do yeah. that. Um, yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like they're at the point where they're like, leave us alone. We've gotten enough shit. Yeah. Yeah. We just want our closure. We want to just, just leave us be. Yes. So in 2016, Robert ended up selling the place to a guy named Brandon Fugel. Okay. However, when he sold the place, he second he set the conditions that this place needs to be a center of research and not a place of residency. Okay. See, that yeah. That's this the, is oh, a place mm-hmm. of study. Something going on there. Uh, yeah. He's like, do not give up the research here. Like, yeah. That, that is my condition that we set. Okay. And I respect that because why, first of all, why put another family through oh, that? Oh, absolutely. Again? Like or multiple because it's big enough that somebody would be like, oh, we could have multiple houses out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. So, can yeah. you imagine that neighborhood watch? God, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. But uh, <laughs> I put in my I put in my notes. No thanks. I choose life. I choose life. <laughs> um, Mood. So, hilariously enough, as soon as it was sold, um, just as the Shermans, boom, activity. 
lots and lots of activity. Um, now we're in the year 2020, where uh-huh. a team is there doing research to this day. Okay. Uh, just like NIDS, they have been able to produce a lot of video evidence. They have not been able to produce a lot of video evidence. Mm-hmm. But a few goals, like, nah, there's still something here. We're going to keep digging and keep trying to get proof, which uh, I'm like, thanks, but also, mm-hmm. dumb move. This thing does not want to be seen, but also, I kind of want to know what's going on. <laughs> I like, I want, I want to know. I don't want to be the one that finds out. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I exactly. Want, I want someone to tell me what happened. I don't right. want to go and find out what happened. Right, exactly. Like there are things in this world that should just be left alone. And if I ever get the privilege of understanding them one day, mm-hmm. cool. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, this is the team that is doing the research that is with the show Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, the show itself is pretty cheese-ass, I'm not going to lie. So I didn't really go into a deep dive of the show because, A, it hasn't finished yet. Okay. Um, it's still ongoing. Um, but aside from the show, there have been a lot. There's a lot of authentic research going on there. Mm-hmm. Like, the show is super cheesy and like, did you see that? Look at that. Wow. Kind of kind of shit. Okay. But behind the scenes of the reality TV show, there are actual scientists doing actual work. You know, I, I think they're just doing the TV shows for a little extra funding because this is outside I of mean, the realm of yeah. the Pentagon. Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, Big big Shot Millionaire isn't really in the picture anymore. Um, he just, he set conditions of, like, keep researching. Yeah. I'm going to go do my own thing now. That's fair. Um, but uh, one of the things that uh, I did look into from the show itself is... Uh, they have upgraded scanners than from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, the scanners, they're able to pick up more magnetic fields and also unexplainable spikes in radiation signals. Okay. Um, which kind of ties into the theory that maybe there's something under the ground there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they found these elements, rocks, I don't know, um, <laughs> called <laughs> strontonium and barium after doing there. And they were indeed very radioactive. Okay. So now we're to the state. And uh, that's really like Damn. all I have for you for these past few weeks about quote unquote Skinwalker Ranch. Um, that is my deep dive. Uh but here's my own theories now mm-hmm. that, like, we're at the end of this. Um, I, without a doubt, think something is happening there. What exactly? No idea. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> idea. We don't need to know. But It'd be cool like, to know, but I, we don't need to. <laughs> I believe the Shermans. I believe that something was happening to them. Mm-hmm. Were some of their stories exaggerated? Maybe. Probably. You know. Maybe. Fear does that. Fear does that. Yeah, fear makes things exaggerated and makes things feel larger than they are. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, another, like, part of me really wants to know, Mm -hmm. really wants to know, is glad there's continuing research going on there. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, part of me thinks it's a really bad idea to just continuously dig at that place. I just, I, it's, like I said, I don't want to be the one to find out. (laughs) Right, exactly. And... I feel like it's one of those fuck around and find out kind of situations. Yes. Someone's going to find out. Someone's going to find out. Someone's going to... Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> so. And like... Like that place genuinely intrigues me. But doing mm-hmm. this and also 
in the weeks that I've been doing this, my shit has gone missing. I'm just like, I don't like mm, that. <laughs> I want to go back to just nope, we're just telling ghosty stories. Yep, that's what we're gonna do. Yep. So I I think one of my theories and one of my concerns mm-hmm. is the more we go poking and prodding at this place, the less intrigued it will be with cattle and the more intrigued it will be with us. That's yeah. And that is one of my worries. I I I it's obviously shown itself as intelligent. Mm-hmm. So it, I feel like it knows not it to fuck around ways. with us because we, I don't, I don't fucking know, but <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, we're just, we're just going to leave that be. That's just, yep, we're just going to leave that one be. And, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So ends my long dis- description of. The awful, weird, and highly debated flesh pedestrian landfill. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to end it on a question, of course. Do you have any theories or thoughts on this place? Oh, I have no fucking clue. I'm not even going to pretend to understand. That's just... The, there are some things that as a human being, I don't get to understand uh, just in this lifetime. I think, you know as we move on to the next lifetime and transition, then maybe I'd like to think after death, you get answers and I would love to know answers, but like I, if if I don't get them in this lifetime, that's fine. I don't need to leave me alone. Yeah. I'm I'm kind (laughs) of in that spot too. Like I'm not obsessed with the place. I am very intrigued with it. Yeah. I want to learn as the researchers learn. I want to find out as they found out and hang on. We were adjusting. And now Tracy is no longer holding the phone. Yay! My hands are free. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, where was I? I did. (laughs) The ADHD is winning, my friend. (laughs) I don't know who I am anymore. (laughs) What is life? Oh, God. All right. But yeah, TLDR. Something 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 fucky is happening there. Something fucky and not right. But... If again, if I also get the privilege of learning about it before my time on this earth ends, cool. Awesome. I'm not be- about to be the one to find out about it. That's nope. all. That's it. For- nope. I'll leave that to the much braver, more ballsier researchers that are there now. Yep. Mm-hmm. May the odds be ever in your favor. Yep. And like, I don't know. I also can't like shake the feeling that we're not going to find out until something bad happens to a human. Exactly. There. And. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when I feel like that's like if there was like research and evidence from the second group and from NIDS, mm-hmm. that's when like Robert Bigelow would be like, all right, well, you found what I found. Here it is. Maybe. I but I don't know. I don't know. So, don't know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that ends my four part series. Damn. I that was a doozy. That was a lot. It was like a in lot. a good way. Like it's good to be a lot sometimes. But I just I am always a lot relatable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I good God, I can't wait to go back and re-listen to these and then just process. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But in the meantime, I want a nap. <laughs> I just I have to prep for work tomorrow because I had the three days mm-hmm. and then four days off, and now I'm going back to my four days with. Uh, my Wednesday middle day off and mm-hmm. then weekend off, which is great, but I really fucking liked that schedule. Yeah. And I'm really going to try and gun for it this year. 
I but, believe in you. Um, you got this. Because I really want it. I, I want it so bad. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll probably not be a while before that happens. But I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back unless it's just for three days. No, <laughs> They're I get three that. very long days. But you know what? The amount of work I got done in these past four days is a far much more than I would have gotten done in my normal schedule. No, definitely. Just because that's how my brain works. No, I get it. If I could work three long fucking days, I would too. But yeah. All right. Well, well, sorry. You have like two hours to edit through this, uh, Andrew. <laughs> this is a we love you. We appreciate you. La 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 la. All right. We we should shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with that. We bid you adieu. Bye. Bye.